Hello, Monarch fans, and welcome to another episode of Sports Talk with Rags here in Season 3, Episode 31, and we are honored here to have ODU Monarch basketball alum Alex Lawton with us today. Alex, how are you doing? Hey, good. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to be here. Great to uh, speak to someone back in Norfolk as well. Uh, Miss those days. Love those days. Love chatting about them now. So thanks for having me on board. Oh, sure. No, no problem. I know with, uh, I know with technology, it's, uh, it's great here to, uh, here to connect us here, here through the phone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it seems like you, you could be just next door. Right. Uh, obviously, it's uh, a.m. for you and 9.30 p.m. for me, but uh, uh, Hoops has no boundaries. Yeah. Uh, we can always chat Hoops uh, and be on the, be on the, same, uh, the same team, so uh, awesome. Right. Yes, uh, let's see. So let's, uh, before we start talking about you being a student athlete in college, um, growing up, um, did you just play basketball or did you play all different sports? Yeah, look, uh, in, in Australia, uh, I, I remember vividly I started playing hoops in year two. Right. But I also played t-ball. I, I love the baseball uh, over here at the junior level. Uh, really, really missed those kind of days. Uh, but hoops kind of took over. I also did a bit of uh, cricket uh, okay. for school and a little bit of uh, AFL, which is Aussie Rules right. Football. Right. I'm not sure if you've ever seen uh, any kind of um, sneak peek of what Aussie Rules Football is, but these guys right. are jumping up and down <laughs> over people's backs, um, taking uh, catches or marks uh, with an egg-shaped sort of a rugby ball kind of thing. Uh, I did a little bit of that for school as well, but... Uh, uh, hoops always took over as it was uh, played every season. Right. Uh, and then once I started to pick up a little bit of uh, a skill, I guess, in under-16s, under-18s, representing the, the state uh, of Western Australia, um, mm-hmm. you, I could really sense it was taking over. So certainly at that junior level, love to mix it around a bit, um, love to get outdoors and, and all that over here. Um, but, uh, yeah, ho- Hoops was the one for me. Right. Yes, I think I remember uh... – when my brother and I were growing up, ESPN um, had some uh, AFL games. Oh, and cool. uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely uh, uh, something similar to our rugby, no it helmets, looked like. No helmets in this one, Mark. It's a yeah. real man's game. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, well, hey, so with hoops, I mean, as you got into high school, um, was your. Um, what were your um, ambitions there to play at the collegiate level? Was there uh, travel teams there as you got older? Yeah, look, it was uh, it, it, at the time. I mean, we're talking um, in high school, 1999. I graduated in 2000. Um, the Going to college was a relatively um, uh, uncharted territory. We had Luke Longley that had been to uh, – University of New Mexico um, uh, quite a few years before that and obviously was was uh, killing it with the Chicago Bulls. Um, he was from Perth as well, where I'm from. Uh, but apart from that, there's a big sort of gap. And then, you know, a few other players came and went. Andrew Blahoff at Stanford University. Uh, Andrew Gaze got to Seton Hall. Um, but there wasn't that many um, uh, until sort of around my era 
Uh, and so my story coming to college, um, I, I had a successful uh, under-18s nationals, which was kind of like the AAU tournament that you'd be familiar with. Okay. Um, uh, I, had a, I had a great game there. We won, we won the nationals, so we got the gold medal. From there, um, and th- that gold medal game just quietly was 19 points, 28 rebounds. And right. I did say that in the right order. Right. Um, but I did remember that one. That one, that one put me on the map for the local Australian like uh, academy. It was oh. called the Australian Institute of Sport. And they pulled in the best kids from around the nation. Okay. And they brought them into Canberra uh, in the Australian Capital Territory, which is sort of like our Washington, D.C., Oh, okay. um, so that was a scholarship for a year. Right. And then uh, from there, that was 2001. Wow. Uh, and then from there, um, the colleges came knocking um, and it really started to pick up. Colleges actually sending scouts to nationals, right. sending scouts to all corners of the globe, but to Australia in particular. So uh, had a lot of interest um, from different schools. So I, I ended up um, having a contact um uh, through Luke Longley, he had a best mate, Larry Kristoviak, who oh, also yeah. played the NBA and yeah, yeah. Utah Utes. Yeah. Um, so Larry was working at uh, Old Dominion as an assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, and so I was training, I'd finished the academy um, at the Australian Institute of Sport in 2001 and I was back in Perth with the pro team there called the Perth Wildcats and Luke Longley said, oh, what are you doing for college? This is now early 2002. Right. And I said, oh, I'm still looking right now and planning on going over for an official visit. He said, well, I got this buddy at uh, Old Dominion. I said, where's that? He's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's somewhere on the yeah, East Coast. And I was thinking in my head, look, West Coast might be nice. It's a quick flight, right. uh, relatively quick 13-hour flight. <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I lined up. I actually had this. Uh, I had this contact at uh, University of Alabama. All right, so this is the Crimson Tide. Right, right. this is a fleeting uh, sort of one where they nearly. They said, uh, "Oh, look, we should get you in for an official visit." We kind of, we we sort of looked at the the uh, the conference, and I just wasn't sure if it was too big a conference to be in. Right. Um, but it, there's a funny story with that later down the track. But I ended up going to uh, Old Dominion, then right. I went to University uh, of San Diego. Okay. I went to Loyola Marymount in LA yeah. and I went to um, UC Irvine, so the Ant Eaters. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so one, one East Coast and three West Coast schools. Right. And um, I, I, what I loved about ODU, I guess at the time, um, yeah. Larry was a former NBA player at my height, 6'9", um, you know, as a coach, assistant coach. Right. Uh, I thought I could learn a whole lot from that. We also had Kenny Gatterson, yes. uh, another former NBA great. Um, and I just thought, man, what, what an opportunity to have two former NBA guys uh, at, at my uh, you know, disposal. Right. Uh, so we, we had a good chat, my dad and myself. Um, we, we sort of weighed up the options. Um, and in the end, we thought, you know what? Um, you know, the CAA w- yeah. was a great conference where we thought I could have an impact and we thought I could play good minutes and not just be at a massive school like let's say Alabama and just get a pair of shorts right. and really fight your way to maybe get some minutes in your senior uh, junior senior year I, I wanted to play straight away because playing uh, and getting that experience by actually being on the court was, was going to be what I thought was the, the best opportunity um, so, so that's how I, I guess that's how I uh, chose uh, ODU 
Um, it, it certainly evolved over my time there, but that's sort of how I landed there. And uh, obviously, yeah, really excited to get there for to start off in the summer school uh, with my freshman class. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, just just looking forward to the you know what lay ahead. Yes, and uh, I know that uh, with Monarch fans going to be listening to a listening to this episode, I know that they're going to like that. Southeastern Virginia won out over San Diego, Loyola, uh, Marymount, and then UC Irvine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Good having Virginia Beach. I mean, right. The battle of the That's the West right. Coast, East Coast. What up? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know any of that stuff. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. And the thing is, Alex, I mean, with, with doing these episodes, here and like I said before we started, you know, uh, my friend Mike Sharp that I that I uh, grew up with and gave me this idea. I mean, he has some connections. My brother, my brother Mike Ragsdale was playing college baseball. He has some connections, you know. And your story here with Larry Kostobiak being a ODU. Uh, assistant at the time and being a friend of Luke Longley, I mean, hey, it's uh, definitely a small world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and great, great connections, but great, great blokes as well. Great guys. Um, Luke's, Luke's uh, had a great uh, career. And then also in the wake of, um, obviously, M- Michael Jordan's documentary, he's uh, really had a lot of follow up um, interest in the Australian media as well because he's a, he's a relatively laid back guy. So it's really right. cool, really cool to be able to um, you know have that as a as part of my story. Uh, I'll tell you a quick funny story with Luke Longley in, in Fremantle. So we went and played golf, and we didn't know each other that well back then. But um, we were just just hanging out, and, and I had this fake uh, golf ball that explodes. Right. And it's basically a golf ball filled with flour or powder or something, right? right. So anyway, we're on this par three, and I said to Luke, um, you know, I'm six foot nine, and right. he's you know seven foot one or two. Like, <laughs> so this is a big dude, right. and I said, Luke, I don't think you can make it onto this short par three here. And he goes, um, uh, Are you sure about that? And I was like, Yeah, mate. There's no way. Anyway, yeah. he went to tee up, and I said, Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I said, there's some there's some debris down near your ball, you know, and some leaves and things. I don't I don't want you to have any excuses when you don't don't make the uh, the the green, you know, uh, from the from the tee off. This was a, a shot actually to get on the green for this par three. Right. And I knelt down like a lunge with one knee, and I kind of obscured his vision. I switched the balls out on yeah. his on his tee, right. and then I was like, there you go. And I was dusting away the leaves. I was like, there you go, Luke. Come on, mate, you, you can do it. And I sort of stood back and a bit of a grin on my face. And the breeze was actually perfect. It was sort of blowing back into him. So anyway, he lined it up and he was ready to collect $50 because that's what we put on it. And then it just exploded perfectly, covered it in dust. And he was like, oh, gee, mate, you bastard. I was like, yes. (laughs) I got the great Luke Longley with an exploding golf ball. I was like, lousy, you've done it again. (laughs) Yes. I mean, and so... You know, the thing is, is, we, you know, when you were a part of uh, ODU basketball, I mean, that's that's right when the Ted was was opening up and what Coach Taylor was was doing here. I mean, uh, you know, 
definitely with your class coming in, it definitely set the foundation as 2005, you guys won the regular season, won the tournament, and got into the NCAAs. Yeah, look, it was it was bigger, and Blaine Taylor um, was huge in, in that recruiting phase. Um, he wanted to recruit, obviously, the right group uh, that was to complement his second season at the helm. Um, and one of the big factors, actually, now that you mention it, was the, the brand-new stadium. This is a $90 million stadium in 2002 that opens up debt-free because of all the, the um, uh, alumni sponsorship and, and everything that goes into, you know, how well the school is able to, um, you know, raise funds and things like that. So it just blew my mind that this massive stadium, purpose-built for basketball, seats 8,400, is available f- an opening on my first game as a freshman against UNC Tar Heels. I'm like, this is going to be a pretty good school to go to. So <laughs> that was on the card. And, like, it was just uh, it was just really cool thinking about it. And then to actually play that first game and start, uh, I think I might have even had nine points or something, and I just felt like it was it was just the perfect level, um, perfect place to be. Um, really proud, obviously, to, to put the jersey on for the first time. Um, but uh, it started a, a, a great relationship with Blaine Taylor um, and, and what he was putting in place I'd never seen before. Like just the, the amount of attention to detail that needed to go in, um, I, I hadn't come across that. So this was all new to me and you know, I just wanted to buy in straight away and give them everything I had, um, and uh, really work with those those seniors as well, um, you know, Sheed and Ricardo, um, and, and help them, uh, you know, try and get something special going. Because in years of transition with a new coach, I, I know it can be tough. So they, they came off, you know, a school with a former coach, and then it changed coaches, and then now it's getting towards the pointy end of their career in college, and, you know, here's this young kid coming in, is he going to be able to um, help us out, or, or is it going to be, you know, just the, the long normal path um, of progression? So it was it was a great great starting point, and I, I certainly remember that stadium um, just getting ready to, to pump um, and, and bring in like uh, the masses uh, that, that were going to be hooked. They were going to be hooked on Monarchs hoops, and I was keen to be a part of that. Yes, and you know, and also in that uh, two thousand five. Uh, team that won the uh, regular season, won the tournament, you know, yeah. went, went up against Michigan State. I mean, had you, Isaiah Hunter, Dahi, yeah. Versilius, Drew Williamson, Brandon Johnson, Brian Henderson, John Morris. I mean, just what a great, uh, great team there to watch. And actually, Elizabeth, my wife and I, we rode up 64 West there to the Richmond Coliseum and nothing like watching the Monarchs cut the nets down and the CAA tournament. It it didn't get much bigger than that moment. So much went into that moment um, as in the the build-up for the last few years. We were building something very consistent. We were building something that was very very well drilled, very very high discipline. Um, when, When you add that recruiting class um, and then you add in pieces like Drew Williamson, who is so solid with the rock. Right. Uh, it just filled players with confidence. Brandon Johnson was, was so quick. He was so fast. Like, I'd never seen someone move that, that fast. Like, he, he was just a dynamite like that. Um, you know, it was just a great thing. And, and one of the prouder moments, I guess, was when Kaya Thomas 
uh, as a, the only senior, the sole senior um, in that in that tournament. We win the, the CAA championship, and um, he just had these kind of tears in his eyes of just immense pride. I think it was like, and he knew he'd been on a journey. Uh, he hadn't always had it easy, but he was our he was our senior. He was our senior guy, and we sort of, we, when he's sitting there sort of by himself, we sort of felt like we were, you know, we were doing it for him and his class as, as a graduating senior. Um, so we, we were pumped to be able to get him some success uh, and, and see him cut down the net with that massive grin. Uh, he was, he's so, he's so cool. Like it was just, it was just a moment I remember thinking, man, that that is so cool for Kaya Thomas. KT uh, were, were able to get it done, and for everyone, of course. But they had more years to go. We had one more year as well, of course. But that that stadium, mum, my mum and dad actually came um, on that uh, to that tournament, uh, so they were there as well. So that was super special. Um, but that that Coliseum was was rocking, and I just there's so many plays down the stretch of that game as well, which uh, you know, etched in the memory. The home run pass to, to, to uh, Zay, yeah. uh, who flushed it, um, yeah. you know, going into overtime and just putting them away. Um, and then I've got, you know what, and I'm looking up to my right in this in my little office here, I've got a photo yeah. on my wall, Mark, and it's a huddle that happened after a play. And I'm embracing a... Uh, uh, Baldus and uh, right. Kaya, and then Drew's sneaking into the huddle. Right. We got smiles on our face because we know what we know that it's over from here. Right. And this is this is the final huddle um, before before we go. Man, we've we're, we're about to hear the siren, and this is about to go off. So everyone was was just couldn't wipe the grin off the face. Um, so there's just these moments that um, I've either lucky enough to have a photo like that right. or you, I've got it ingrained in my memory anyway as to, as many of the, you fans of course um, would, would fondly remember um, but uh, look it took a lot of work to break that um, to break that wall down and get that first CAA win for, for oh, I'm not sure if it was over 10 or however many years it was yes. uh, but we certainly broke through uh, and paved the way I think Drew Williamson's year the next couple of years or two years after that had a even better run um, in terms of number of wins, right. but uh, I certainly feel like that laying the foundation uh, really helped out many of those future teams. Yeah, and the other thing is, is uh, you know, to remind um, the um, listeners here. I mean, that was you know, with the regular season in 05 and 06, 28 and two for the Monarchs at the TED. You know, I mean, so definitely, definitely um, used the home court advantage and definitely like playing in front of the home folks. You know, it's hard. It's hard to do. And it's uh, you got to appreciate the coaching um, that's gone into those kinds of records because they don't just happen overnight. They, they happen by repeatedly, um, you know, uh, completing uh, training and consistent uh, tasks and, and checking boxes every day uh, to build up to a, a level where it becomes natural behavior, that winning behavior. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to find those kind of uh, coaches that are able to give it its due diligence uh, and get it done. Like Coach Taylor got it done um, and he, he was very consistent um, and very methodical uh, at every step of the way. We knew what was happening with the 
a five second out of bounds, a three second out of bounds, a 10 second out of bounds when we were 10 seconds out of bounds and up by two points or down by two. Like there was, there was something for everything. Uh, and that home run play, for instance, we called the timeout. We knew they were um, going to pressure us up the floor. We knew that um, we had the option of running a lumberjack, but we had to sell it. Right. We had to put our fastest guy, Zazie, uh, in the spot that was going to pretend to set a screen and then slip out and run a, a full-court home home sort of a, a sprint, um, kind of like a touchdown sort of uh, run. And I just had to get the timing right to throw it way ahead. But we practiced all that. Like, we we practiced till we said, Coach, come on, do we really need to run it again? You know, he's like, run it again with his Texas twang. <laughs> run it again. <laughs> to blame. Come on, man. We've been running it for hours. You never know when you're going to need it. It's like, well, yeah, we needed it. It's the CAA tournament time. It's the grand final, baby. We're going we're gonna to smash this one out of the park. So, um, no, it was uh, it was great. And totally appreciative to, you know, the coaches then, uh, Jim Corrigan, um, you know, uh, Rob Wills, Trav DeCure, all those guys, um, you know, they came through the door, uh, gave it everything, and and uh, you know now we've got the championship ring, uh, the, the bit of net, um, and the memories to go with it. Um, so it's a it's a great thing. Yes, and I would like to bring up something. You know, you talk about the '05 team and Thomas. You know, being a a kid from Norfolk, going to Old Dominion, being a senior, winning the winning the. Um, tournament you know going to college you know right there in norfolk you know and how you guys you know did it for him and saw his emotion well then you know your classmate your teammate isaiah hunter i mean he suffered a loss and what do you guys do you guys you guys caravan go to isaiah's uh hometown and support the family during that time I mean, so when you're these teammates are not only teammates, but they're almost like family. Oh, a hundred percent. And and you know what? Um, someone said to me one time, and it stuck with me. But when you have a bond with someone, they say the bonds forged through adversity are privileged ones. And what that means is when you go through those tough times. Um, it, it's actually, if you look at it as a as a privilege to be able to go through tough times with your brothers, um, then you you come out better for it. So that that always resonated with me. The bonds forged through adversity are privileged ones. Uh, it's a privilege to to fight alongside um, a teammates like Zay Hunter and uh, Kai Thomas and all those guys. Um, and then when you go and obviously support them for you know things off the court, uh, it certainly makes you tighter. Um, it became our mantra. With our, wristbands that said look up and yes. you know what the yes. championship ring has etched on it look up on the side because that's what um you know zay uh was uh, the, the motto with his dad um and it just became part of our uh insignia too so um very, very special very very emotional sort of memories as well um yes. but but never forget it um and uh, zay will always be a brother yes well you know your senior year i mean you know, um, finished fourth in the conference. And like you said, I mean, the CAA, you know, George Mason, VCU, I mean, James Madison, you definitely had to bring your A game each each night. 
but you guys did get into the NIT and go into the NIT Final Four. I mean, playing at Madison Square Garden, that's that's a great opportunity. Oh, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Very, very cool story to be able to, to play in, in New York at Madison Square Garden. So I remember rolling my ankle against Hofstra, I think, and uh, the game would, I think the game or two before that, it was just a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of uh, bumps in the road for that year. Um, but to be able to finish on that kind of um, high, um, I think was pretty cool. Um, you know, they're still special to get into those postseason tournaments. Obviously, not the one that you, you originally desired, but you know that's sport. Sometimes the chips don't fall um, where where you need them to, and, and you've got to make the most out of a, a situation and, and still you know walk away with your head held high. I mean, even Dahi had a knee injury as well out of that. Um, so there were so many. Um, you know, it was just a season that that didn't quite go as well, but we we made as, as best of it as we could. Um, so certainly a lot of cool memories and, and how good, you know, I'm talking to my kids now, I say that we, we played in New York in Madison Square Garden where we're watching, you know, a, a, an NBA game on TV going, wow, see that stadium? Right? Yeah, that was that was us, you know, how cool is that? So great, great memories from, from that time. And, um, you know, we put ourselves in a position to, to get those call-ups in, in the big dance in, in 05 and then again in RT 06. So, you know, we, we, we worked hard for it and uh, we're rewarded. Yes, and uh, you know, and just coming off the recent uh, March Madness, I mean, what um, great success with Drew Williamson being uh, being an assistant coach there at Florida Atlantic. Yeah, look, I, I'm loving following the progress uh, of all these guys um, that are you know finding themselves in positions with with hoops. Right. Um, Drew Williamson, like I said before, he was so solid with the ball. I think he even had a whole CAA tournament with zero turnovers. Wow. Uh, you can correct the stats here. I I feel like it was so low, it could have even been a whole tournament, three or four games of zero turnovers. So um, when he gets a position as a coach. I just know that he's going to uh, help those players um, and, and uh, help them to be the kind of point guards that that are desirable for you know for uh, teams beyond the college days. He's going to turn them into to uh, players that um, coaches are going to be fighting over. So with that, with his skill set and his discipline, um, he was really really calm as well, a really calm um, uh, temperament. And that would rub off too onto uh, you know players as they they come under his wing. So really really cool to see uh, guys like Drew Williamson uh, do that, uh, and, and other other players that progressed to coaching sort of uh, as well. So um, yeah, definitely definitely unreal to see him in that March Madness this year. Right, and you know with the teammates there of your four years at Old Dominion and with technology, I mean, do you still um, you know? keep in touch with uh, some of your uh, Monarch teammates? No, well, look, it, it probably could be a lot better than, um, than, than what, it, what it is right now, but we, we sort of didn't get used to um, using the technology because it wasn't around until only recent times, yeah. but um, no, it's probably, it's probably overdue. We're getting close to 20 years yeah. um, since uh, that uh, 04 or 05 season. Right. Um, that's next 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 year. I mean, right. it, it could be there could be an Alex Loughton sighting in Norfolk, Virginia next year. All right. Um, and uh, so I definitely got to I got to catch uh, Blaine Taylor as well. I've got his I've got his details and everything, and we haven't been able to figure out how to 
hook it up yet. This seems pretty easy, so right. it's probably no excuses now, but I, I just worry about Blaine Taylor's technical um, advancement um, in terms of he knows how to use a phone. Right. I'm just not sure if there's much more than that. Well, <laughs> I could be wrong, but uh, i got to hunt him down. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, is uh, with the Monarch, with the Monarch Athletic Program, you know, um, even leaving Conference USA, coming into the Sun Belt, you know, my my wife and I, we did we did renew our uh, basketball tickets, and with uh, Coach Taylor being part of uh, ODAF now, yeah. I mean, uh, it was through the phone, but I was able to get <laughs> Coach Taylor on an earlier episode. Oh, very good, very good. All right, well, well, that, that's the that's the goal then. I got to chat to him before the end of the uh, end of the next week, or maybe before uh, uh, before the next few uh, seasons roll around. So that gives me a few months, eh? Right. Yes, and you know that o four o five season. I mean, that was the um, first uh, CAA title there at the TED, and and like you referred to it i mean i think it was the first caa title there for the men's basketball program since 97 i mean so uh so if you do if you if you and your family do come back here in the next next year or two i mean uh elizabeth and i we'd have to uh meet you guys down somewhere in collie yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's come one, come all. Um, let's, let's see if I can get back on campus and, yeah. and say good day to everyone. Um, if I do, it's going to be closer to the start of the season. Right. Um, okay. So it's sort of around that uh, maybe maybe October sort of, sort of time frame. So um, hopefully that'll be on the cards for 2024. Okay. All right. Well, hey, um, Alex, I, uh, I mean, um, sorry for going a little bit over, but... Uh, appreciate your time and talking about uh you know growing up in in australia um playing as a monarch and then after old dominion you you were able to play back home right yeah absolutely um uh, two years in spain two years in perth and then nine years in cairns um tropical north queensland near the great barrier reef okay. uh, and that's where we reside today so family and, and kids are all set right. uh in Cairns. so we, uh, this is home now right. um we're, we're in the tropics uh always welcome visitors uh to yeah. this part of the world great tourism spot right. um certainly love to uh have a cold beer with you okay. uh if you come into if you come to town just look us up okay all right alex well hey um sounds good and uh appreciate your time and uh go monarchs yeah absolutely thanks mark thanks for having me on the show uh hi to all the monarch fans um great to sort of speak to you all and, and speak with mark as well uh looking forward to the next time we catch up uh hopefully i'll see you some point soon cheers all right sounds good well hey uh monarch fans so that was uh odu basketball alum alex lawton here talking about uh his story and also uh you know, him coming to be a monarch there in the early 2000s when the TED was just opening up. So uh, that's a wrap here for today.